Clean, non-toxic, plant-based, and made in California. Earth source skin and body care that elevates your vibe. We feel best when we're living clean and simple with products that fit our conscious lifestyle. The average hair product has over 30 ingredients, consisting primarily of alcohols, toxins, and other junk. Jack Henry's best-selling clay pomade has a total of four ingredients, organic French lavender and MCT oil, beeswax, and bentonite clay. These ingredients nourish your hair and scalp while giving your hair an all-day hold, humidity and sweat resistant while adding thickness, texture, and volume. Visit jackhenry.co and enter promo code TWF at checkout for 20% off your order. The way forward is to respect the law of free will, to encourage mind, body, and spirit wellness, to promote love, compassion, and understanding, to be of service to others, and to honor the inherent sacred connection between all things. to episode four of the Way Forward podcast. I am your host, Alex Zek. Today we have Dr. Tommy John. He is a performance and healing specialist out of uh, San Diego, California. Good to have you, Tommy. Good to be here, my man. Yeah, we had a we had a pretty fun episode recorded on your podcast. Uh, when was it? It was like three days ago. I know. Yes. We let out a lot of a lot of good info on that podcast. I think we talked for like two hours or something was, like that. Yeah, it was two hours and we could have gone. It was so good. I talked to a neighbor across the street. I go across the street to watch the ocean as I drink my coffee. And where we ended that episode talking about previous civilizations so advanced that just ended. Yeah. And how we were getting into some crazy stuff. And I said how it was amazing because I wish. And then we ended up talking about that. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was, was great, that the same time you filmed that uh the video on your or was that the next day the video about like masculinity like men need to step up the day prior to but I had to do some research because I, I've been calling upon that right I'm okay I'm gonna call out men but wait am I in a position to do so I still am working on myself I'm not perfect like I, I, I I'm always always trying to to be better and try mm-hmm. to be aware try to be conscious and everything else but I reached out to like I was getting messages from females, married, not married. It didn't even matter. And mm-hmm. then I messaged out some gr- girls in our group and then others. I'm like, hey, you think it'd be all right if I made a video about, and they're like, yes, like capital Y S <laughs> S. I'm like, okay, okay, I got it. And then it just got good response though, even from men. You know what I mean? Like from the, I just, I just think it was a, yeah, it was a much needed topic. You know what I mean? 100 percent like i think so many 
I mean, I, I definitely men for, for the most part, but like so many people in general are so scared yeah. to speak up on what they believe. And my thing on that is as long as you're coming from a position of love, compassion and understanding and not right. shaming other people for their views. Right. It's completely within your bounds to say what you want to say. But right. Before we, before we start anything else, uh, if you wouldn't mind just giving like a brief backstory about who you are as brief as possible, as much as you want to share. Yeah. I'm just for everyone listening. Yeah, so I was just, uh, I'm just a curious human <laughs> with some really crazy levels of intuition who got into the healing arts. Um, I'm fascinated by all things the human body. And, and I just, the human body amazes me on its ability to regenerate, connect, predict, manifest, <laughs> it, like feel. I, I mean, we, I don't think people realize there's like 14 or 15 senses. We're like, there's five senses. Dude, there's like 14 or 15, mm -hmm. all wired within that we're supposed to feel. So my whole mission, just going through life, everything's led up, I believe, to this point we got right now. But I'm just a big, call me a doctor of chiropractic, call me a, a holistic, call me, I'm a student of life who just I, I love observing human nature and just seeing what we're capable of doing and then trying to get people, including myself, to believe in that power. You know, like with you, the, the proof is, uh, is in the pudding. You know what I mean? Um, you're, you're one of those people who is authentically, I respect that so much. You're authentically you on social media. I was just talking to my mom before I hop on this podcast. She called me. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like, Hey, I'm about to hop on a podcast with Tommy John right now. She's like, Oh my God, I love that dude. She's like, she said, <laughs> that she means said so much. She was like, he doesn't give a fuck. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't in the best way possible. Um, you're so authentically you and you have like such an authentic sense of love and energy, like a very young energy about you that is so influential and people are just so attracted to it. And you, you see that in your social media space. Damn it, dude. Well, I appreciate that. And that's what I that that's what I'm shooting for because I've been on the receiving end of care or life or I've been in hospitals. I've been in and the ones I gravitated to, the ones that you hear have the best stories, they're always they trust who they're working with. Go go back to my dad. My dad had this surgery that was named after him. His big thing with Dr. Job, dad, why'd you let Dr. Job do that? How'd you know that that was going to work? He's like cuz I could trust him. Mm -hmm. I could trust Dr. Job like he was a father or a grandfather. And so whatever he said, done. And I think that's kind of lost today in medicine or business or, you know, we're always trying to like manipulate the person to get them, oh, to, yeah. you know, and, and we're seeing it now, obviously, but it's like, that was my big thing. One is trying to get people to trust me so that I can get them to trust what I'm going to tell them about themselves again. You know, and I, yeah. I've said this before to some other practitioners. I'm like, you ever feel bad that we get paid to sell people themselves again? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, we're basically, and it's like, well, yeah, right. Like we're kind of doing some things that should be just, it's there. It's within you. Well, but, but that goes back to what we talked about in your podcast. And for everyone yeah. listening to this one, I think it would almost be better to listen to that one first on, on uh, it was cool. Cause it was his 52nd episode. So it was like his year anniversary. Um, we, we, we blew some horns, popped some champagne. Totally. <laughs> <Just stopped> the <laughs> no, it, it was, it was great. Um, I would listen to that one first, but that, that sort of goes back to you're teaching people you you teach people and you do it so effectively on social media so i can't even imagine with your with your like clients right 
Um, you teach people to trust themselves and trust their own body. And the reason that is necessary um, is because we've been taught not to. We've been taught to outsource our power, our healing capacity, everything to these external sources. And it's all for profit. So honestly, (laughs) you making money, I won't say off of you making money with the genuine intention of helping others understand their own power. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Right. I I know. And somebody asked though, right. They're like, what would you do if you didn't need money? Like, that's a great question, right? That, that kind of fantasy. I'd still do this. I'd do this, but the only change I'd have, I'd live on some sort of uh, land because I want to farm. I want to work with the earth and have it produce and have me be a part of that. I can't even imagine what a farmer and then be able to provide food for myself. And then it's my body that I grew from the earth that you hear Sayer G talk about food. And it's like, oh, oh my God. Like, yeah, dude. This takes it to another level. And it's like, dude, I want to make it, you know? Yeah, we, my wife and I, uh, we, we have a little garden in our backyard. And we're still trying to figure it out. Because obviously, we didn't want to use any herbicides, pesticides. And we yeah. had a bunch of squash growing. And then like two days later, they were all eaten buy a right. bunch of bucks. So we're just, we're just trying to figure it out, but right. dude, I, I hear you. That's exactly, exactly how we feel on everything. So how did you, how did you get started in this space? I know you said briefly yeah. that you'd always had like a curiosity, but what did you initially start with and when? So the biggest thing was I was a, a, an athlete. I was, I played sports when I was younger and then in college and I played professional baseball. Mm-hmm. And one of the, I, I had put it together the, the concept that if you paid in and you did the work consistently with intention um, and with this savage, like, like feedback and simplicity all the time, kind of instilled in me by my father. My father was a simple artist. He's very mm-hmm. simple in how he, cause he was a professional baseball player. And so I started to see that the more I paid in, I could get, I could earn things. I could accomplish and achieve goals, really high end goals which gave me autonomy. It gave me this like feel of, wait, I'm kind of sort of a driver in this deal. And I I really started to look at that as, wow, I got a scholarship to go play baseball. I was a player of the year, Gatorade State Player of the Year in Minnesota. Geez, I'm only 5'11 and a little squirrely right-hander who's all knees and elbows. How'd I do that? But it's just with this massive amount of input and intent. And then I go to college and everything's dialed in. I got invited to the Cape Cod League, which is this dream come true, really elite baseball level. And, and you don't even need to know that. It was just a, a goal of mine since yeah. I was 12. Since I was 12 years old. And it was just, if I could have just stopped there and been done with baseball, I'd have been totally fine. That was my goal was to be one of the best, in, considered one of the best in the nation, and face the best. That's what I wanted to do. And then eventually play pro, blah, blah, blah. Well, I go, I'm pitching in a summer league and I have achiness in my shoulder Mm. and to be proactive because we're always taught, you know, diagnostic tests, go get tests done. You got to know what's going on first. And I I have a lot to say about that. And that can go one of two ways. You know, it's not, we got to weigh it out. So it's like, okay, instead of looking at, is it really sinister? Is there something I could do to maybe, but the guys were just like, you're a scholarship player. We don't want to take any chances. We just want to be cautious, extra cautious. Okay. Well, with MRIs, they have to inject dye. I'm, I'm familiar. I have two screws in my shoulder. Okay, so we'll the arthrogram, right? Yeah. So, and you have to sign this thing that's like, you know, you might die and it's like all this stuff. Okay. Well, I go in and I'm just like, you know, dude, doc, you guys are doctors. Go ahead. They're in, 
injecting dye, they couldn't get the needle into the joint because my joint was unique. Four different doctors touched it. Two days later, after the MRI goes, I get the MRI results. The doc, you know, the doc, can, it, it was nothing. It's just a little bit of tendonitis, which we all have. It's just like inflammation of a tendon. Oh, yeah, I have that when I wake up. Yeah. Like, it's all part of like healing, right? But yeah, they got to call it something. It's a normal healing capacity. Oh, as totally. body, right? Like, if you sit, normal you have tendonitis. <laughs> if you blend food, you're going to have tendonitis. It's yeah. such a dumb, <laughs> stupid, stupid diagnostic. So, Another label. <laughs> exactly, right? And so then I got a fever. I had a deep socket infection, a staph infection in my body, mm. which is interesting because the staph bacteria is on our skin no matter what. It's, all, it's on all of us. Yeah. The environment I was in put me in a position that broke the skin, inserted this, this outer component that now was brought into my body through this man-made attempt this man-made exercise so it's kind of interesting i then had to be rushed into the hospital flushed i had 105 fever it was like life or death right yeah it would have been kind of cool to sit with it it would have been kind of cool knowing me i might have sat with it longer and tried to remedy Mm -hmm. 105 scary but 105 for three hours is not scary Mm-hmm. 105 for you know what i mean and yeah knowing what we know now I, like four years ago dude i've been like oh my god like totally. rush him to the er inject him with something please doctors help. let me just see what i could do but we go in and we don't know and i'm with a host mom and she's like oh my god call my parents they're just like get them in emergency surgery flush it out mri's totally clear body's clear i'm on i'm on iv antibiotics every morning i had an iv that was permanently in for a month oh think about God. a month Man, of these heavy duty what they did to my gut flora and what they did to my small intestine what they did to my body so here's the here's the the rub i was hospitalized for a hospital procedure and then the hospital saved my life with their emergency capability so here's the thing I don't bash medicine or pharmaceuticals or what, you know, we talked a little bit about this. I'll go a little more extreme and be like, ah, kind of, kind of harsh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but for emergency care in this nation, we talked about how much of the pharmaceuticals we consume. You said 50% of all pharmaceuticals yeah. worldwide. Right. Mm-hmm. And we may get into that, but for emergency care, we rock. Oh, I want man. to have an emergency in America. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's like, wow, the best part of our hospital system saved my life, but the shittiest part of our hospital system threatened my life. So I literally experienced the sword coming at me from both ends. I was like, oh my God, this is something. And then I went through the rehab process. I just became fascinated with all injuries, all humans, how everybody was different. Has, does this happen to everybody? No. Why me? Like, what's the terrain of me? What's the, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if that was the case, if germs were diseased, then everybody would have staph infections all over the place. And it's not the case. So that's, that was the turning point where I was like, holy shit, this is okay. I'm going to go down this. And I ended up playing pro ball and going, but then when I was retired, I had two degrees, a bachelor's and master's with mean, which mean dick, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then I got into the profession of working with Parkinson's, diabetes, ALS, uh, uh, torn hamstrings in NFL players, developmental disorders in 10-year-olds, baseball lessons. It was just like, I want the whole human and I want to put it all together. And then mm-hmm. that's been my journey for 20 years, just trying to put it all together and continue to learn 
how best I can put people in positions to heal themselves, believe in themselves, and accomplish whatever the hell they want to accomplish in this life. You do, you developed a sort of protocol for baseball players, right? Or something, something to that degree. So that's where I've been kind of typecasted because my name carries the Tommy John surgery. That was my dad. And it's, it's kind of a a niche. And then Mm -hmm. I was fascinated with doing lessons with kids, like skill Mm -hmm. work. And there were kids coming in and I made a lot of money on in the off season when these kids should have been playing other sports, should have been with their families, should have been. And I started to put it together after 11,000 lessons in seven years. That was part of my business, man. I bought a house. I had like savings. I'm like, I can make a living working with children, working with NFL players, working with grandmothers, getting people. This is amazing life. And then I started to see that these kids were coming in injured, Mm -hmm. suffering from degenerative conditions that I would see in 50, 60, 70 year olds. And Alec, these are soft tissue degenerative conditions. We got Robert F. Kennedy saying degenerative diseases now in children are a big alarming thing. This was degenerative soft tissue shit yeah which is like acls ligament mm-hmm. damage all this stuff especially that, that young that's not not normal none. and that was 2008 or 9 fast forward 12 11 years you know 11 12 years now we've got not only just degenerate it's not gotten any better it's gotten radically worse but now we've gotten worse into this other sidebar where we have actual diseases you know mm-hmm. in these in or these state of beings that are expressed as whatever they're going to call it you know whatever they've labeled the like 54% of children nowadays i think is this statistic have a chronic disease chronic disease it's over yeah. half it's, it's over just, half that's that's bananas to me and that's not even do they have a surgery scar on their knee or elbow oh, <laughs> oh i yeah. don't know I mean, yeah, that's probably <laughs> you know <laughs> so think about it though like everyone's like why are you so obsessed why do you talk about my shin splints like they're cancer to your immune system, it doesn't know any different. It's just trying to repair you and get you to adapt to go survive the environment. It doesn't know what torn tissue is or what track is or what softball is or what a malignant tumor is. It's trying to do its best to survive and adapt. That's all it knows. So if it's got energy spent on this joint condition, since there's a finite kind of amount of what we can pay attention to, now maybe we can tap into this pool that's even greater if we could get rid of the blocks, but if we have a certain amount of energy to put towards stuff, I don't want it going into knee inflammation or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a joint issue, like free it up because you've got stuff going on on your liver, on your adrenals. Yeah, man. You know, well, especially with how much we're bombarded with toxins nowadays, like mm-hmm. that adds another element, man. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why so many, again, 54% of kids have chronic illness of some sorts and then you add on top of that uh playing sports and then going like immediately going to get surgery rather than trying to work through that so my my little piece of that is i had i tore my bicep tendon and my labrum and my left shoulder i play a sport you've probably never heard of it's Talk called to me. team handball um it, yeah, I play hell on the, yeah dude stop it right now yeah i play on the u.s national team um are you serious that- yeah, I was actually in this program uh, while in the Army called the U.S. Army World Class Athlete Program, where if you are on an Olympic team for an Olympic sport, you'll be able to do that full time. And while, while trying to throw, I'm a lefty thrower. So holy cow, man. Knowing what I know now, yeah, I would have never had that surgery. Now I have two screws in my shoulder. Um, and like one of them is absolutely permanent where they severed my bicep tendon. Yeah, it's called biceps tendinosis. I had that done. And the doctor, phenomenal doctor, like no fault to him. He's just doing what he's taught, right? But sure. 
there were so many steps now in hindsight that I could have done to sort of regenerate, kind of like what Sayer G said. Yeah, right? like, well, yeah. Our ability to regenerate ourselves, I wish I had known at that time, but I didn't know. Um, and now I still, even, even with eating an extremely clean diet, you know, meditating, the one area in my body that still just is a little bit I, I suffer with is, is my left shoulder. Um, really? Because, yeah, I have. I, and again, like you said, emergency and acute care in the United States is phenomenal. Right. But we, rather than exhausting all options first, we rush to give pills and surgery. Yeah. Yep. In my case, it was surgery and it was life, like my shoulders permanently this way, which right. I, I still am able to work out and whatnot, but it's not, dude, it's just not the same yeah. as what before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just super frustrating. But. You know what's interesting about surgery? I want I want people to kind of hear this bit because this is kind of interesting. Um, if we have had surgery, so let's just say we're trying to heal because there, there's going to be a bunch of people out there who are trying to heal themselves and trying to go. Just put this in perspective. One, if an injury occurs, there's there's something there. When you rehab, you have to rehab threefold. And, and it's like, what are you talking about? So if you have had surgery, there's three things you have to rehab from because everyone's like, oh, I had surgery. I'll just go through the protocol they give me because it's PT and I'll just bounce back on the other end. The, just understand the critical nature. This is all I want them to understand. Like, it's not scaring anybody. It's just like, no, if you were going to get surgery, I'd tell you this because we're going to work together and holy shit, get ready. Mm -hmm. One, your state of being prior to the injury was not adequate. So you have to rehab that person. You have to rehab from the state of being you were in prior to the injury. That's why the injury occurred. So that's just basic. That's what PT tries to do, but they only go up to 80% of that. Yeah. You have to rehab from the actual surgery damage because they cut skin, they drill bone, they cut your biceps tendon. They so much trauma in that area. They create trauma, the tissue that you also have to rehab from that's extra. So that's two things. Then comes this MFR that's like PTSD to that scenario the emotional psychological effect that comes with one not only tissue damage two being put under if you were put under three just all that trauma from the surgery so you have to get a stimulus inside your body greater than the stimulus that caused the injury or the surgery in the first place now do you understand what rehab is let's go to work yeah. because everyone was just like oh i just get acl i just get this i come back i go no no. And, and then we got the emotional standpoint and you're coming from a, you know, we're mental, emotional rehab. Mm -hmm. Holy shit is like the biggest, it's the biggest intention behind, like it's the biggest, most powerful force of rehab. Like there's everything has mental rehab with it or, or, or emotional rehab or emotional connection with it. Like, and we miss that so much in the U S oh now. my God. And that's the part where I'm like, no, understand that's why we need community that's why you need me to be as open as i can to shoot you straight that's why we're going to go through this that's why we're not going to put the body on a time limit those time frames suck because yeah. how the f do you know you know what i mean <laughs> how do you know 12 months man am i Dude, it's like you put us in a box and then if i'm not better at 12 months or i'm not better something's wrong with me when i did everything possible now you have guilt and shame you've let down your team and it's like dude, dude listen listen to this i, can, I have yeah. a perfect uh anecdotal story that, that goes with that so after my surgery i did physical therapy it was it was a six months period six month period where they yeah gave me pt uh, at the end of the pt like my range of motion was not even close to where it was before i didn't have the whip in my arm anymore yeah. um but the doctor was like yeah you know this is as good as it's gonna get uh 
I show up to the Olympic training center. Uh, there's, there's one at, at the time, there's another one in Auburn, Alabama, but with everything that happened with the Michigan state athletic trainer who was sexually assaulting all the U S gymnasts at Michigan state, they cut our program at Auburn that we had for USA team handball. But at the time we were in Auburn, Alabama training. I show up there to the training center. The athletic trainers give me one look like, just like, cause I told him, Hey, just an initial questionnaire. Like, what have you experienced? We need to know all your surgeries. And I was like, Hey, I just, I literally just had biceps, tendesis and rotator cuff repair. They look at me for, literally three minutes just do a simple range of motion test and they're like you are not allowed to throw a ball for another month and a half dude we still have so much work to do with you and they said the same thing you said they're like i don't know who said like okay you've done six months this is good you're ready to go but whoever did that to you absolutely failed you wow yeah because i showed up and i'm supposed to be like ready to rock right Right. like i'm I'm in this program where i'm training full-time as an athlete with a u.s national team sure and I show up in the athletic trainer like, no way, dude. Like, you're not, you're not throwing a ball for like a month and a half. So I, I totally like, hear you on it. That. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, well, I knew it. And this, this goes back to intuition, right? Like, I knew intuitively, like, I was throwing by the end of that six months. But like, my, like throwing, I wasn't, it wasn't the same. And, and again, people who are watching me throw the physical therapy that I had, they like, they're not typically working with athletes, the no. ones that I saw. And they were like, yeah, you're good to go, man. And like I knew intuitively, I was like, this is not what I expected to be at. Right. At all. Like not even right. a little bit. And then I show up and sure enough. Yeah. I think that that's just another testament to we, we fit everybody in very rigid boxes with, with allopathic medicine approach. And we, we miss the other pieces of rehab. Like you said, like we completely miss the mind, body, spirit connection. And that's, every, every bit of it needs to be healed. Every, every injury, whether physical, mental, there always comes some sort of trauma associated with it, with the other two pieces. Right. You know, what's interesting. So it absolutely. And we, my brother, so just to catch everybody, my brother battled, uh, um, whatever they label them with bipolar depressive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what the number, it was like a unique form of bipolar, right? They came up with because the diagnostic statistical manual version six at edition six, because you got to keep increasing those additions oh, and keep adding. And I think I might have like, I looked in it. I think I have like 21 different, if I were to diagnose myself, I think I have 21 different things in there. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, I'm sad in the morning on a cloudy day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> so I'm depressed, yeah, I've so I got, need a pill, right? <laughs> one of them was like medical marijuana withdrawal syndrome. I'm like, okay, you guys can't patent med- marijuana. And so you're going to get people off withdrawal so you can medicate them because you don't like that we're using marijuana. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, fuck you guys. But what they told my brother, this was interesting. And I was very much against the, the road heat we took as a family, but I couldn't let him know that mm-hmm. because I needed him to believe that the path he was taking his big brother believed it, his, you know, oh, no, 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 this is good. This is what we're doing, you know, but I, I was giving him kidney supplements because the amounts of drugs he was on knowingly, the professionals were like, you're gonna have to get a kidney transplant at like 30 because you're on so much stuff. And so I was like, oh my, oh my God, like, what kind of reality is that? Like, what, what kind of like approach is that? That's like your mom's post today, the lobotomy. Yeah. Right. Lobotomy at one point was like normal, like, like agreed upon by society. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get a lobotomy, take out part of your brain. Holy shit. So I was like, okay, I'm trying to defend him and I'm getting all these supplements to just save his kidneys. And, but 
it was the therapist said a very interesting thing to him. And he told me this. And I'm like, they stole our line. They stole our fact. They told him because he's like, do I have to be on this much lithium and Seroquel and all this? And because he feels like shit, right? And, And they're like, well, here's the thing. The therapy and the conversations that we're going to tear down, which will go back to mom or dad, right? Like we all have these mom or dad stuff that we're dealing mm-hmm. with. It's going to get pretty, pretty scary and pretty intense. Mm-hmm. This rehab is going to get intense. You need to be on these drugs so you can handle the rehab better. And I was like, wait, that's our fucking line. Because we need to, one, believe in something greater, have a purpose, have a community, nourish ourselves with sleep and meditation, get natural light and move our bodies to prepare the body for the gnarly rehab that we're going to go through. They stole our shit and and now use it just like they stole herd immunity, man. Dude, I I saw, it's so frustrating. I saw someone today, um, I think it was Sanjay Gupta. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Oh God. You already know like where Seriously, I'm going with this, man. He said, he said today to a group of little kids, I believe oh. um, that you need to get vaccinated because the vaccine is your shield and sword to protect you. Like you're already amazing, but something to the effect of like, you already have an amazing body and the vaccine is your shield and your sword to help better protect your amazing body. I'm like, they, that, stole that's another our, they stole our pitch. Like the pitch is a healthy lifestyle is the shield and the sword. You <laughs> fuckers stole it. You know, like God, Dude, on, he, made, he made a comment the other day on some news station. Uh, it, it was in defense of that 6% or 9%, the, the CDC numbers, the death numbers that were being misinterpreted or interpreted, whatever. And he's like, no, what you don't understand. He goes dying with a pre-existing condition he said something along, he was defending it, trying to defend that this is scary and this is real and all this stuff. And he goes, I mean, think about this, like over 50% of the nation has pre-existing conditions. And I was like, wait, you just said half the nation is sick before this, this nonsense. We're not doing well, bro. And you're captaining this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. It's insane, man. It's so twisted. My God. Well, so like obviously like so the way forward podcast like yeah but like i we it's it's me and my friend john um what we've sort of put on as our mission statement is mind body spirit wellness like encouraging mind body spirit wellness Love but it. also with that uh one of the main like initial tenets is uh respect the law of free will right so it's yeah. like live and let live so it's so tough man because like in this day and age trying to get people to understand what true mind, body, spirit, wellness is while also like letting them do their thing. Totally. But then when you have situations like this quote pandemic that we're in, which I mean, you and I both know our our thoughts on that. Like good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love your posts every day, (laughs) dude, your post that is shared every day. I'm seeing it more and more on so many other accounts. I'm like, that's my man, TJ right there. That's awesome. Then the more it irritates people, I'll like post again, just because somebody sends me a hate message. Yeah, we get it. And I'm like, boom, post again. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's two different things, man. It's like the the obviously the system that is developed the pharmaceutical backed like mm-hmm. westernized medical dogma doesn't want people to have true mind body spirit wellness because they want to continue to make money but also like at the individual level in any scenario outside of the one we're in but also i mean also even in the one we're in i'm okay if you don't want to like live healthy if you don't if you want to live in like eat horrible food for yourself 
Um, and, and some people don't have the knowledge to understand, like truly there actually are people that exist that don't have the knowledge of what true nutrition is, what introspective work is. They don't have any of the resources to learn any of that information. Sure. They're following the FDA food pyramid. They're like going to, to a therapist who they think is going to, or a psycho, psychiatrist who they think is going to heal them. That just gives them drugs. And they think that's the way that things are supposed to be. Right. But for the ones that do know, the ones that do know better that have sort of seen the light to some degree, right? I, I struggle to have any sort of sympathy for those people yeah. because you have been given the tools. You know what proper nutrition looks like. You know the, that your body has the ability to heal and you still make choices to not do that. Right. So like in this situation of sort of live and let live, people like you and I aren't trying to like enforce or in, infringe upon the will of other people, right? But the other side, and I, I hate even saying side, but the, but the people who are sick, who haven't done any, anything to actually heal themselves, to bring them out of a diseased state, are trying to enforce, enforce things onto us. On that, I know. That, you know, and that, that's, what, that's what really bothers me. Um, and that's where it's like such a delicate part. Yeah, such right. a delicate balance, man, because I'm not trying to tell anybody how to live, but at the same time, I'm preaching to people using my platform, you are too, how to live and lead a healthy lifestyle. Right. You know? And if we could just exist in, make the choice, like whatever your choice is, that, that's the whole, that's how we were designed, right? Like, like that is one of the biggest things we have is free will. Like we have this opportunity to make these decisions and then handle whatever the feedback is, but that's how we learn. It, like that's how we we adapt. That's how we struggle. That's how that is humanity is what we're doing is allowing there. That's an, another thing they've tried to either knowingly or unknowingly break rules of nature, which is why they're at now to, to save themselves from breaking rules of nature. They're breaking rules of nature again. Oh, and, and, yeah. it, you know, and it's just like, keeps going. And it's like, geez, I don't, that, that's the big thing. Like we're trying to help, as many people as possible. And there's so much backlash because that message is so, so brainwashed in them to that we're a threat. And I don't know how I'm a threat. You know, I don't know how you're a threat. I don't know how posting things that are. No, being... no you see that though. It's like, like the yeah. psychological manip manipulation of first off, making us think that we're weak and then also make shaming us into believing that we existing as human beings are a threat is a thing is, is like a bad thing. And yeah. it's like, I, and, and the part that gets me, man, is programming the, the kids that are now believing this, that you're going to have to undo and deal with because they're getting injured mentally right now. Like the fact that they're fearing each other, fearing germs, the psychological trauma of being behind a mask, being separated at schools, teachers reinforcing that germs kill. You're going to get, you're a danger to grandma. The play was canceled because you tested positive and you, like this happened to a 12 year old in my niece's group. This little 12 year old had to bear the load that this play production oh was God. canceled because she tested positive, which means nothing. No, you know, she tested life. positive for life, basically. Yeah. She tested positive for life, told, and now she's sitting there as a 12-year-old with no equipment to be able to handle the emotional load that that is. An adult could possibly deal with that if they believe that. This little 12-year-old girl, this little 12-year-old girl is now sitting thinking 
she ended this production that they've trained and studied for for four months because she wasn't clean or she yeah. was healthy you know she was a threat she didn't abide by the rules how, like, how horrible that is for little kids man like it, it makes me want to cry like it, it really like, does it's, it's it's awful um like they're already in a vulnerable isolated state there are like i see it all the time i mean luckily i live in live in the like sort of midwest of the united states so a lot of people are just like F that I, I ain't doing it, <laughs> but, right. but for the most part, there still are people who are walking around like very scared of everything. And yeah. I understand to some degree, like being protective and in sort of doing it for others. I could maybe, maybe understand sure. that psychology, but most of the people are doing it because they're scared. Yep. Right. And there you see parents that are pushing that fear that they have onto their kids. Yep. Dude, the other day, my wife and I were eating at Chipotle and we see this family come up and we're sitting out on the patio at Chipotle. And like, like obviously, you know, my stance, like my wife and I don't like, we eat healthy. Totally. So we, we don't, we're not worried. We eat healthy. Totally. We treat our bodies healthy. We're not, we're not worried about, we, we believe in terrain theory. We don't believe right. in terrain theory, which no, is every, right. everything is found. Yeah, exactly. We're fine. <laughs> and this, this family comes up, they have a little five-year-old and they're all wearing gloves and masks. Oh, wow. And the kid starts to take off his glove and sit like down at the table while the dad goes into order. And the mom just screams at him. No, no. And then like makes him keep his gloves on. She runs back to the car because I guess she had forgot her Lysol wipes comes back. I shit you not spends five to 10 minutes wiping everything down on the table while the kid's just standing there with his mask on and gloves on. And then she's like, okay, you can sit down. Then like in the middle of eating the kid gets up and like starts to walk towards us, which I like, I'm cool with his little kid. I won't say hi. Totally. You know? Totally. The mom screams at him again and like pulls him back in. I'm like, this kid is being made to believe because he's only five and yeah. two, age two to seven is such a key developmental time, right? Like, especially if you're subconscious, you're programming. Um, he's being made to believe that he's supposed to be scared of other human beings, scared of himself, not trust his own body, not trust anything about other people like he's supposed to just live life in a fearful manner from here on out you know what i mean it's it's, it's imagine, awful, man imagine that kid's future imagine when he comes into his own is like why do i act like this or somebody calls it out maybe or sees something why why is that and we're all trying to deal with the stuff that happened from two to seven Mm-hmm. right like absolutely we, we, that's why i meditate that's why it's that subconscious stuff i don't know what the hell happened between two and seven but it's whatever here we go this kid is going to have an adult life where he he will have to deal with how this was handled at this point this mm-hmm. point in time which again even as an adult he could still adapt and and heal and and recognize and be aware it's pretty cool like our bodies can even do that in this extreme nature that's the hope i have man i, I will say this like my buddy and i were looking at the he, he came down he's a new graduate chiropractor and we were across the street looking at the ocean talking like where this is headed. I hope I'm still around because if we piss nature off enough, she's going to, she's going to do something really radical. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like she's going to, I just don't want to be taken out. I feel like I'm a probiotic of the earth. I feel like you're a probiotic of the earth. Mm -hmm. Like, like keep me around please. Cause I I like this life. Like I really do. There's There's so much shit I love to experience, but but literally, as we're moving forward, it was one of those things like what gives me hope is regardless of how this moves, which you and I are manifesting how this is going to go forward. And we're, we see it. We see the reality of what, how 
how we will prevail through this. We can still heal. Like we're all going to have work to do because we're all going to, we're going through this traumatic event, this injury to our systems right now, even though you and I are aware, we still have to do stuff to heal from today because we're absorbing people's energy, we're taking on the world, we're taking on the dark. Dude, we got we to gotta do more of our eight essentials, more of our health than we did before because of what we're experiencing, but we know that. So the hope that gives me is that intelligence and power of the body, whoever's still around, like that's why I'm like, ah, like it's, this, it's the silver lining of that story right there, of that kid. Like I'm looking at the kid and I'm feeling for him. I just want to hug the shit out of yeah. him. I want to talk to his mom. I want to talk to his dad. And then I'm going to talk to the 21 year old version of that kid and be like, dude, you got this because I, whatever, whatever he's got, just like Kelly told your mom, you are not X, Y, Z. You can fix this. You are the one that's going to, we're just going to have to continue forward for when this wave goes, the work we're doing now, the work we're going to do in five in 10 and 15 shit. Yeah. But the human can always adapt to this scenario. That's the part that's like the hopeful. I, mm -hmm. I don't want to go through this, but it's like, hey, using me is in this world are here for a reason. You know what I mean? We're here yeah. right now for this time. Damn, did I go? Did I see my brother die to, to fight this battle? Did I go through an infection to fight this battle? Did I fall a million times to go through this battle? Did I meditate and cry and and you know, go through breakups and, and just live to go through this battle right now, understanding though, that regardless, when we come out on the other end, we're always in a state of adaptability. And as long as we can create the right terrain or right environment, holy shit, we can still level up from this, but we, we still got work to do. Right. Absolutely, man. Like, man, I love that. Um, and I, I think, I think we're seeing a shift um, mm -hmm. as, as dark as it may seem right now. I think we truly are seeing a shift where people are understanding that a lot of these systems that are in place are not in their best interest. They're understanding the, their individual power. They're understanding everything that they learned. Let's not only about nutrition, but pretty much everything was had some truths to it, maybe a little bit, but a lot of it was not necessarily true. And I, I have a lot of hope too. I have a lot of hope that this, that, that this tide is turning for the positive. Again, it's going to get a little bit, seem a little bit dark, but that's part of experiencing trauma. Right. And that's why you continue to work through it, work through it, work through it. I think right now for everyone, especially people that are in this state of awareness, like you and I, and I'm speaking to everyone else out there, right? Meditation, nutrition, healing your trauma, whether that be going to do talk therapy, whether that be like even, even going to see a chiropractor who's able to help release the stored trauma in your body. Cause it is stored in soft totally. tissue. 100%. Totally. Um, doing EMDR, doing emotional freedom technique, whatever, whatever it is, spending time in nature, focusing on nutrition, drinking like clean water. I, I think all those things are so, so, so key right now. And then to sum it up, one of the most important things is in your meditative meditative practice is to manifest, synchronize your thoughts and feelings to manifest a future that is beneficial for all of us. I think it's, I that's it. so key right now, you know, everybody for everybody. Yeah. And, and for everyone. That's the thing like our collective, our individual work is the collective change that everybody wants, right? Yeah. Like that's it. No, no, no. If you work on yourself and we all did it, 
as a collective, there, there's our protest. Yeah. There's our march. You know, there's our stick it to them. There's our resistance. There's our shield and our sword, right? Like there, there it is mm-hmm. as a whole. I was thinking this other day too, because I mean, so like my account, your account starting to get it too. We're like, we're being shadow banned on, yeah. on because they can't fact check what we're saying because what we're saying is true. I mean, they can try to, they've tried to on a few of mine, but then people go read what the fact checkers are saying. And they're like, he doesn't even say this in his it's post. Stupid. And this is also a like sort of speculative fact check. Like, like I yeah. can find a source that debunks this fact check very easily. That's also right. a legitimate data driven or peer reviewed source. So people are realizing that fact checkers are BS, but you see that, these these giants, these tech giants that are synchronized with the sort of pharmaceutical industry, they're getting desperate, man, because they all they can do now is to try to limit our reach. But more and more people are understanding, whoa, like Tommy, Alec, Sayer, Green Med yeah. Info, like these people aren't saying anything that's false and their their accounts are being limited. What's the deal with that? Yeah. I think I think these these giants don't know, didn't realize how much we were going to connect. Kind of you, like you mentioned on your podcast the other day, yeah. how much we were going to connect and synchronize and and unify and push love out there to everyone. To they can't stop it. They they truly cannot stop the the unity that is happening amongst our crowd, and we're bringing other people on, and it's amazing. Because think about that. Would we have done this? Could we have done this to this Matt? We can, we can do anything, but would we have three years ago? I like, dude, I wouldn't have been ready for, do you know what I mean? No, like that's the thing. Like shit, this is, they don't understand what they're doing. Like they're waking up a sleeping dog that that's ready to like, you're pestering this thing that didn't even know we have even greater levels. And now we're finding them. And it's like, Oh, you guys, you guys don't understand what's going on. And, and as I said, you've said it many times, like you want to know how to be healthy. Just go research the censored information. It's literally a way of this. It's the way of life. 100%. I, I have a fact check post I've been holding off. And it's like my whole lifestyle is fact checked. Like, like, like the whole everything I live for is antagonistic to their whole thing. Like you could fact check my whole life. And according to your little bogus entries, that's why I, I, I said this as a joke. I posted and was like. Fact checkers are owned, they're biased, they're bought, and by the way, they have small dicks. (laughs) And if they don't fact check that, I guess, I guess it's real. So (laughs) So I I did like a tester. I want to do another one and I just want to toss that out. Make the fact checkers look stupid either way. (laughs) Dude, well, and this is like, I don't mean this in a divisive way, but there is some truth to this, right? Mm-hmm. You look at the people that are being fact-checked, right? Especially when it comes to health, the health and wellness space. Yeah. Um, like, because so, there, there is fringe, like very, very crazy theories that are also being fact-checked. And like, that's where, that's where fact-checkers are so manipulative. They lump us in with that category yes. too. And so everyone's yes. like, oh, they're fact-checked just like, I don't know, the, like the super crazy, like, alt-right blah 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 people yeah flat flat earthers like yeah 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 and i'm like no i don't believe the earth is flat the earth is round but nutrition and flat earth you guys just lock those together okay and they did it so effectively like like kudos to them because they have there's a lot of people who when they first when they first come across what i'm saying or what you're saying they're like 
oh, dude, like, this is, like, I look at you, like, I look at, like, super QAnon people and flat earthers, like, I'm like, you look at me who believes in the natural capacity to heal of the human body, which we've been (laughs) practicing for thousands of years, right, (laughs) and the natural approach to health and wellness as that. That's what you look at me as? Right. (laughs) But here's the thing about this. If you were to take a sample of 100 people, like, that are being fact-checked and do fact-checked on the things that you and I are being fact-checked on. Yeah. And a, a sample of the hundred people that are the ones doing the fact checking or on sort of that side of the spectrum, like attacking us, like super viciously um, defending the, the pharmaceutical and big tech paradigm. Yeah. You're going to take a sample of a hundred of us versus a hundred of them who would look and appear. And even if you tested them healthier. Right. It's good. Right? Call. Yeah. 100% we would like, like it's yeah. not even a question. We, no. We are living, breathing examples. And I'm not saying like I'm the healthiest human being alive, but like compared to the side that fact checks us, like the pharmaceutical side. I mean, again, it all goes back to we spend the most on healthcare in the United States. We spend, we, we consume the most pharmaceutical pills. So that approach of healthcare clearly isn't working because when you compare our outcomes to other countries, we are by far the worst. So clearly like this side that's fact checking us isn't working. No. Right. And I think people, again, like the tide is turning, people are catching on to that, man. People are understanding this is no longer working. This system is no longer working. And Charles, I'm bringing him up again. This is the first, I think it's only the first or second time I've brought this. This is fantastic, dude. Do it. I love it. I love these stories. I've shared more of your stories that you shared on, on my podcast of with Charles Eisenstein. I'm like, no, no, no. But then he asked him this and oh my God, this, and it's like fascinating to people are like, oh my God. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, it it takes people like in order to change, in order to begin to do the sort of introspective work required and, and begin to change and to rebel against the system. It takes people to have the system that they're in no longer working, like clearly no longer working for them. And right now in America and a lot of westernized countries, the system of healthcare is no longer working for people. And they're realizing that. So they're, they're looking elsewhere. And what makes it even worse is a lot of traditional allopathic doctors, not all, but, but a lot will shame patients for wanting to go see a chiropractor or want to see an acupuncturist or want to see a naturopath or wanting to see a, a, health, a holistic health coach or even a herbalist or a shaman, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. which are great. Those are, those yeah. are, those are great alternatives to health. And I, they're not even alternatives. Those are what true health is. They were the way. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. They were the way for thousands of years. <laughs> right. They seemed to work pretty well. Right. Right. Like obviously they didn't have plumbing back then. They didn't, they didn't have uh, refrigeration, proper sanitation, which is sort of in the developed world, what made us healthier, especially if you look at like the the data, we don't need to go into that. Yeah, totally. But, but though that's how we have lived as human beings for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And we've evolved to this point and now we are seeing our health decline drastically. So clearly it's not working. people are realizing that, you know? And I, I love it. I, and I love that I use this analogy, uh, a, a good friend, good, just a good human, whether he's a chiropractor or not, has nothing to do with it. But he's just a good human on the East Coast. And uh, we were chatting and it was something like when life's getting tough, it was his analogy of when, when things are getting tough or you're, if you're going, he's like, it's like video games. If you're going the wrong way in a video game, none of the enemies come out at you. 
Like you're going down this road and you're like, wait, am I even on the path? Like some of those free roaming games where you're just kind of all over. It's like, yeah. who the hell? And then you get back on, you find the mouse, like, oh shoot, the red dot is there. Okay, I gotta go. And then as you start getting on path, all this shit starts coming out at you. And it's mm -hmm. like, wow, the more dialed into that path that is, I don't, I don't like using right, but is innate, you know, or yeah, is the more, connection, the more, the more is, connected spiritual, like, yeah. like grounded to the earth path that the, the dark, the enemy, the dark, the, the growth, the teachers, really the teaching event, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm so thankful for everything that's happened. Cause it taught me so much like, yeah. hell yes, but it sucks. But that's how we know we're on the right track. Like, Oh wait, you're getting comments deleted. Ooh. Yeah. You're on, you're on to something. And the general public is now starting to see again, that's dude, I'm even, Sayer had a, a great post the other day or you posted it was, and, and I'm doing more research on topics. And it's not just this individual thing. This whole thing is, is across the board. We're making changes, but it was, uh, you know, we're worried about vaccine safety, you know, rushing this one through, but mind you, like none of them are safe. Like this is how they do all of them. Mm -hmm. you, you know, like this isn't, so it, it's literally the, wait, the company that makes this one, that's like causing all this crazy shit. Like, Oh, they made the ones before that we were told. Yeah, no, no, no. Same place, same, same business, same company. Oh, yeah, wow. I think people are seeing that for the first time now, like specifically speaking to vaccines, because obviously like I, I post about them a lot and that, that topic, it was two posts for me that really got my account to be shadow banned and my engagement has dropped within the past week. I posted on Instagram or Twitter, Both. Instagram, Instagram, okay. Twitter. I don't, they don't really censor much, at least according to my mom and, Honestly, like I don't really use Twitter as much. I use I Twitter to make, so, yeah, it's just, I don't like the it's way it's so designed. Bad. To make your post, right? Don't you? Yeah, like, that's the only thing. I, I post on Twitter so I can yeah, screenshot yeah, it and move it to Instagram. Right. Um, <laughs> that's literally the only reason. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it, it was the two posts that I made um, that were, the attention wasn't on the post. It was, I was drawing people to the comments because I said, Provide your example of stepping out of the allopathic model and the pharmaceutical model and into the natural model and how it healed you. I had 286 comments on that post of individual oh, examples. Wow. It, was, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. it was phenomenal. And that had like, again, likes, I don't really give a shit, but it's a metric to determine like if this is resonating with people. I had like 3,600 likes on that post. It was, Boom, it was phenomenal. Huge, huge. And then I had another one that was like vaccine, like, the term safe and effective for vaccines is a blatant lie. Even aside from the, the suppressed information, the data, the, the data, the peer reviewed studies, the doctor, scientists, epidemiologists, virologists, parent testimony that is suppressed. Even aside from that, vaccines are known to cause injury and harm. And then I, I basically said, provide examples of vaccine injury. And dude, it was so unbelievably sad reading through those comments, but it was very eye opening too. Like meaning they were sharing injuries. They, oh they man, were yeah, like like people ah. sharing. Like I I took my healthy one year old. I mean, I hear you hear this all the time. I took my healthy one year old in who had been walking, like talking, making eye contact, doing all the normal things for his twelve month vaccines. Ah. Stop making eye contact. Stop walking. Stop talking. And the doctor shamed us and said it had nothing to do with the vaccines. This is typically like when they regress. Like the mother's intuition, like she knows man she knows that. no you can't beat it and it was after those two posts my account has like steep decline in, in, in terms of censorship 
Wait, how do you know? Like, what what are you reading? Because I, I don't know some of the metrics to measure how you know or not. The you only know. way that I know is I made, so I made those two posts. They had a ton of likes. And I, I, like, I typically, oh, yeah, I typically did get, yeah, and how many shares they have. Like how many, you can go see okay. how many people have shared it, right? Oh, wow. And it was really cool because everyone that shared it was like, you need to read these comments. Like, this is eye-opening. Please read these yeah. comments. Yeah. It wasn't about my post. It was about the comments, right? Yeah, totally. It was, it was so beautiful and sad at the same time. But after that, I looked at how many likes I was getting on my posts following that and how many shares they were getting. And it was like one third of what I usually get per, per, per normal posts. Holy shit. Yeah. And then I was looking to see how many people were viewing my stories. And it was, I usually, it's like 2,700-ish story views after a 24-hour period. And then it was only like 12. I was like, no way. That's how, yeah. No, I was like, that's how, you know, that's how you know that I'm, I'm being absolutely shadow banned. So you're just not showing up in people's things. Yep. They will have to go find you yep. specifically and look at a specific thing. Got Cause, it. Cause that is, again, I think they've already realized now that they can't control people stepping away into alternative health practices. But I, there's a lot of people that I know that, sort of believe in the the healing capacity of the body and are stepping into alternative health practices, but also like shame the shit out of anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Right. So they just haven't connected that piece yet. And that, that is a piece like, you yeah. know that, right. Yeah. And I think that's what these entities are still hanging on to because again, that is the thing that's coming down the pipeline. Oh, right. Yeah. That's what they are. The, like the big tech companies and the that's pharmaceutical industries, that is what they are pushing yeah. the heaviest. And as soon as you bring up, especially with a post of that magnitude, vaccine issues repetitively, yeah. that's when the censorship really starts to happen. Interesting. Um, and Brian Rose he, he, on London Real, um, yeah. he's the host for London Real. He said the same totally. thing. He said, like, I, I started to get censored once I had David Icke on, blah, blah, blah. But then I had Bobby Kennedy on and I, we talked about vaccines. And that's when, that's when everything started to go downhill for me and I, I started being censored like crazy. If that right there, that right there should tell you what we're on to for, yeah. for the public who doesn't know, you know what I mean? It's the most heavily censored topic that should lead you to go do your research and go dig and go find and go follow that intuition and know, you know, 100% man. That's, that's the main topic. And then, you know, this TJ, like there absolutely is for the people listening there absolutely i mean i have been studying this topic for extensively for four years now and i I know tj has dabbled in it a lot too is there absolutely is data peer-reviewed studies doctor scientists epidemiologists virologists parent testimony to show that vaccines are not safe and are not effective um and that's not to say that like i'm trying to get you to completely stop vaccinating but I want people to make an informed decision at the least, right? If you're going to make a decision to vaccinate yourself or your kid, at least look at all the information that's being suppressed or talk to a parent that you think is some crazy anti-vaxxer and rather than shame them like the media has conditioned you to do, ask them, hey, what made you change your mind? Because nearly all anti-vaxxers are not, they they weren't born anti-vaxxers. They were born into this system that we were. What made them change their mind? You posted that. I thought that was brilliant. You're like, wait, instead of going at them and calling them something, well, what, what, what took you there? How, how'd you get there? Mm-hmm. And then you'll learn all these stories and 
I, that's the thing. They always throw history at me. Uh, I've got more comments in, in DMs and stuff saying, you know, it's always the wife. The wife knows. She intuitively knows these aren't good, but my husband won't get on board. That kind of drove that man, that man post, right? And I was like, okay. So, so divided couples. I can't even imagine that conversation oh, man, and dude, that, I can't you know, that research together. They should be together, it's, but it's a decision together. And then that couple should be able to go to their practitioner and have a really great discussion, untimed, like, like not rushed. Oh, I only got five minutes because I got to go to the next room. And by the way, here's a pamphlet. And nurse, could you bully them into getting this? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you can't even understand. There's no discussion. Where if we just went over, if it was one, the ingredients, which I think you posted a picture of the ingredients list yeah. of an of a, of a insert. Mm-hmm. It's like a three by three. Yeah. And the, the writing is like, what the hell? It's like the micro machines guy at the end of, you know, <laughs> like all that. It's just like, blah, 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 <laughs> shit. And then somebody's got to post like a uh, list. Uh, tell me the healthiest ingredient in a vaccine and tell me why, like why it's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. And it's just like, I, I thought about that. I'm like, I wonder if like, is water in it? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, no, I, 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 comment, I like reposted that. And I said, my favorite <laughs> ingredient is aluminum hydroxide and aluminum polyphosphate, the adjuvants used in vaccines. Right? Like, and I was like, I really wish um, the pharmaceutical companies would test to see if they're, they're really healthy when injected because people don't realize this. There is no data to show that aluminum hydroxide or aluminum polyphosphate, the two primary adjuvants, there's another type of aluminum that's used to. An too. adjuvant, what's the, what's the adjuvant definition? So that adjuvant, will, I don't know the like, specific just, definition, what but does it, it, do? is, yeah. it is used in a vaccine in order to trigger an immune response and is typically attached to a, a, in dead virus yes. vaccines, right? Yeah. And so it's to, it's to get you to freak out and try to heal. Yes. To so scare, that should tell you that it, it's it, to it, damage you. It's yes. To it is a known toxin. That's yeah. the purpose. It is it like, literally that's what it does. injecting you with a toxin and they have not studied whether injecting aluminum hydroxide or aluminum polyphosphate is able to be safely detoxed from the system. They've been like, Oh yeah. When you ingest it, or they'll say, yeah, when you cook with aluminum foil or yeah. just naturally being in the environment, you're exposed to aluminum. I'm like, okay, Yes, that's inhalation right. or ingestation. Is that the right. same as injection? Because that's completely injection. different. Injection. Yeah. Right. Total separate gig. And that, I, I just I I've learned more now watching Bobby stuff. Watching the Bobby Kennedy Dershowitz uh, thing was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the Children's Health Defense, all that stuff. I didn't know uh, simple stuff. I read Dr. Tom Cowan. I'm I'm trying to get him on the podcast. He sent me. A I have him coming online in two or three weeks. It's so rad, dude. He's such a good dude, too. Yeah. And I've got a bunch of his books. And then Kelly, Dr. Kelly Brogan has referenced his books. I'm like, holy shit, I read something Kelly reads. This is crazy. It's <laughs> awesome. She said, you know, Nick Gonzalez. And I'm like, wait, I have a Nick Gonzalez book. And he mysteriously died. And it's like, yeah, wait, man. what? You yeah. know, but um, it was one of those things. I had people come at me. Their defense real quickly was like, what about polio? What about smallpox? What mm. about? And I'm like, wait, I actually don't know. Um, hmm, let me let me get a book and go read. Mm-hmm. And then you go with truth about vaccines or all this other stuff. It's like, oh, wow, that's the the change in the history where they try to say that the vaccine saved the world from, wait, it wasn't that, a, oh, God. Yeah. There's always two stories, right? But I just like always just assume. DDT so poisoning. That was it, right? Yeah. Like DDT, there was a, I was watching a, a movie with a, a friend the other night. She, uh, Life is Beautiful. It was like Brad Pitt and, 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 um, a dude that just uh, 
Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. And they were showing this period of time where they, they were spraying DDT in the street and the kids were running through the cloud, like, yeah, like man. pulling it into them. And then they ended up finding out it like it would express polio type symptoms. They just called it polio. And then mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Well, and, and, and polio, like the effects of it, they've been named so many other things now, like, like, like a lot of these sort of diseases that we are able to sort of quote catch um, yeah. or, you know, it's, it's all toxins. Right. But it's, it's all, it's named something different every like 20 years. I mean, polio hasn't right. really gone away. It's just something else now, you know, it's they call trans- it something transverse else. myelitis or something, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's how they do it, man. That's how they keep effectively manipulating everyone aside from the propaganda that they already. already but again, out. like what a world to have a discussion and have informed consent and know the ingredients and know my approach. Like I give anything to go into a doctor's office with an infection in my shoulder, with a tumor in my, in my neck that like, okay, what is this? What do we got? What are my options? Not what are my options that you were taught? What are my options? Like what are Mm. all the options in the world? Like you should know, okay, here's what we got. Not don't, don't sway me towards one, just lay it out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go with my loved ones or my community and go figure out what's best for me. And I might come back to you or mm-hmm. I might go somewhere or I might, you know what I mean? But to have this open discussion, but there isn't, there isn't any open discussion. It's a, a Mercedes Benz dealer is not going to talk to you about a Cadillac. No way. Like, while he's trying to sell you a Mercedes, you know what I mean? Do and you ever have any, any patients who like, who you see in your chiropractic work who, who are sort of in a state of like cognitive dissonance or just don't want to believe what that, that the allopathic model is failing them or. So what my, yes, yes. And, and so they will, they'll show up that way and that's their usual day one. The office Mm -hmm. kind of attracts those that are in a transition period. Okay. That's awesome. You know what I mean? They're like kind of, and I don't, I don't advertise. It's all referral. So mm-hmm. I feel like I get kind of a cherry picked part of the population, so to speak. Right. Cause it's just the right people attracting, but I lose some people because my day one is pretty harsh mm-hmm. on purpose Yeah, because I kind of want you to understand what's, what's about to happen, what I deem as natural law or truth, you know, whatever in, yep. in here, this is my perception. This is what I want. This is where eight essentials are on the wall. Huge. This is how we're going to go about it. And for some people, they're not ready. And they're like, okay, thank you so much for spending so much time with me. But that's why I get, thank you for spending so much time with us. We're just going to go way out other options. Great. I'm here. It's cool. But that's awesome. You don't shame it, right? Yeah. I should should be a medical doctor. Like (laughs) I can literally sit there and have these discussions. Um, But I'd have to keep a low overhead because I got to make money because my, my loans are so big and my, my, uh, uh, here's something. Somebody will go, um, your your methods are dangerous how so there's risk okay i mean there's risk in anything but mm-hmm. there's risk like toasting bread okay like if we want to weigh out um so hold on so then i go okay from the same organization because the same organization dictates my malpractice insurance because mm-hmm. you have to have malpractice insurance everybody has to have liability insurance a barber, a yoga instructor, mm-hmm. a painter. Everybody has to have liability insurance. Okay. From the same governing agency that's done all the data collection and observed what I do for a living and looked at in the deepest level, 
they deem it necessary that I'm $1,800 a year dangerous, that I'm going to pay $1,800 a year because I might hurt you, which I, I technically could. There's risk mm-hmm. in everything. Absolutely. Your doctor that you're defending with everything that you've got to try to defend their method, that allopathic model pays on average anywhere from $20,000 to $120,000 a year that they're going to protect their ass, that their methods aren't going to one, harm you or kill you. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to go to? Who's more dangerous in that scenario when it's the same agency dictating that? You know what yeah. I mean? They're like, ah, chiropractors are crazy. They don't believe, but ah, they're maybe $1,800 dangerous. And it's like, holy shit. Wow. And who's the only one out of this whole bunch that doesn't need liability insurance or, or scoots through mm-hmm. the vaccine manufacturers? Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, man. Well, and that's like talking about risk assessment when, when like trying to figure out whether to go with, let's say the allopathic approach or this approach or yeah. that approach, a risk assessment with vaccinating or not vaccinating a risk assessment for wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Yeah. Like that's all going to come down to individual decisions. Totally. But at least make an informed decision. That is the only thing like there is very clearly one side of the spectrum who is trying to suppress everyone's ability to make an informed decision. And right. it goes back to what we talked about in your podcast, being told what to think like, no, we know best. This is the way we're going to do it rather than, hey, here's the facts. Here's information on both sides. Come up with what you individually believe when, when analyzing the data and then like feeling your intuition, what you believe to be the best approach for you and your family. And we don't have that anymore. We don't have informed consent on anything. No, no. And that key word you said, you're like the one you believe is best. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, okay, what, you know, what's the best treatment approach or the best approach is the one you believe in. I, I don't know what that is, but if you don't believe what I'm telling you or what we're discussing, do not sign up with me. Mm-hmm. And I'll just lay it out flat because if they're antagonizing or they go and they're like, Oh God, got to go to him again. It's going to be a negative, unhealthy environment for you to be in even me and, and how fun we are and how open. But if you go in and you believe some scenario, the power of belief is so strong that they may believe something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, again, that's the, that's your own personal God, that's it. Man. It's like that, that is what we're fighting for is that ability to make these decisions for your body, for your own individual system. Yeah. That's all we got. Like if they take that, we aren't human. Really interesting. So like going into the power of belief, obviously like you and I are very privy to, to Joe Dispenza and I won't get into that like a lot in this podcast, but again, go listen to uh, my episode, episode 52 with, with Dr. Tommy, Tommy John on his podcast. 52. Yeah. We, we went deep into the Joe Dispenza stuff, but there's actual verifiable, aside from Joe's uh, verifiable scientific evidence to the yeah. power of belief, right? I forget the exact study, but they, they, the study essentially had a control group of people that were getting, the, getting a certain pill. And uh, they were supposed to say like whether or not that they believed that this was going to heal, heal them or not. And then another group that didn't get any pill, but thought they were, and then we're also supposed to say whether they believe this was going to heal them or not. So when they analyzed the results, the people who believed that they, it was going to heal them and had the pill obviously had the best results. Right. Again, I don't know what pill it was, so I'm not advocating for, flight, yeah. but you get what yeah, I'm well, saying. I could have, right. But 
then the people who believed but also had the placebo had very, very, very – like like a sugar pill or something, had very totally. similar results to the people who believed and also had the pill. Right. Right, which shows that your power of belief is the driving force behind everything. It's huge. That's it. Like it's, it's so big. And that's why the information – so you can get behind. If you have no information, you have no – besides intuition, which – we all have that female inside of us mm-hmm. <laughs> that we have that we can tap into. But if we just had that intuition and then more in, and then it's like, Oh, I really believe in this. Oh, there it is. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah, dude. Spot on. Well, in order to wrap up here, uh, want to want to kind of be like solution based in my approach. Do you have any yeah, like parting yeah. thoughts, like on the individual level, what can the individual do in order to sort of move forward in, into this new paradigm of unity? So what I'm going to suggest is the work that a lot of us have been doing for so long, which it's, it's, it's like a compound interest account. You just keep making these small deposits, keep making these small deposits and it's interest. It keeps building and it keeps building. And you have this massive amount of savings built within you that anytime, any kind of a threat or an unexpected, unpredictable life, it's life full bore. You, you deposit, you withdraw, excuse me, from that account but you've got so much that you're not even aware because it's just making a dent, like a small dent in your savings. That's the work we've been doing for so long that when this kind of threat came along, wherever you sit on this thing, we weren't phased. We could make these decisions with a clear mind, relatively level emotions, connect with our loved ones, connect with our people and take in the information and make the best decision possible for what we believe. So that's the steps I'm going to talk about are those there no different than you trying to put yourself in the best position to not suffer an injury, to withstand injury, to withstand cancers, to withstand flus, to withstand food poisoning, divorce, bankruptcy, uh, uh, you know, death in the family, all these things that are little, little deposit withdrawals that you got to make. So I say the eight essentials, here's the take home, take an inventory of these eight essentials, literally write them down. You can write them in a circle or write them, in a, linear, them down right now. In, a, in a linear path. Um, and I don't know if linear is the right, uh, nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing is linear. I don't know. So you want to try to write it in like 3D and then with a circle <laughs> and it's like oscillating and gyrating. So it's like, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, number one is a belief in something greater than yourself. And that's whatever it means to you. This is so individual to you. Number two is your purpose. It could be anything as small as just getting out of bed and making coffee and walking on the grass and going back to bed. It could be something that you're doing with your career, with a loved one, with whatever you've got. It could be long-term, but you got to have this big, thick reason. You got to have a reason why, your purpose. Number three, your relationships. It's those relationships that support one and two or the relationships that purposely antagonize you and put a mirror in front of your face to challenge you to be better. It's those two. Number four, sleep and naps. Number five, breath, meditation, and prayer. Anywhere in there, it's being conscious of your breath, whatever you want to call it. Number six, natural light exposure. Sun is still above clouds, so even on a cloudy day, it doesn't mean I'm not going to go outside because it's cloudy. No, get out there. Expose over 80% of your skin. 
to this natural light. Bear all, just get it off. Shoes off. Like being naked on the beach, right? Or be naked in the desert. It's totally cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Number seven, nourishment. And nourishment could still be part of number six, but it's usually typically what we would consider food. Connect with local farms, localharvest.org. Local harvest. Yeah, I, I just checked out that website recently. Dude. I love it. Localharvest.org. It allows you to find local farms near you and you can interview them like a practitioner, like a medical practitioner. See how they practice. The good ones will open up their farms and show you what they're doing. Um, number eight, body movement. And it just sometimes means I, I love, I love, I love one of the most basic primitive things that we'd spent most of our early year, most of our early hours learning to do is walking. So just keep it simple. Walk as much as you can for body movement or take every joint you have, move it the number of times a day you are years old. If a joint is injured or dysfunctional, move it two to 300 times. There's your programming. And you could take that to the house. You could be a high level pro athlete. You could be anybody. It doesn't take every single joint. Look at it. I'm 80. I'm going to move my hands and fingers 80 times. I think I'm just going to wrap up my whole podcast season with that because that's every, that's that's what everyone needs to know, man. <laughs> and so literally, if you take a legit, authentic, vulnerable, and you're honest with it, and you be honest with where you got, what, what relationships could I cut out? What is my sleep? Damn it, I got to improve that. And just show up with the red flag. Show those areas that you can improve. You start doing the work now. What it does is it puts you in a better position. So no matter what the darkness has planned, no matter what we encounter moving forward, you're in a better position to be able to adapt sufficiently and survive that next step. Mm-hmm. And that could be anything. It, it, we don't even know. But attend to these eight on a daily basis. I take the inventory every day just in my mind. I'm constantly, constantly awesome. thinking, where does, this, where does this fit in the eight? Where does this fit in the eight? And you will level up because no matter where you're at in your state of being, you can always level up. As long as you have warm blood in your veins, life over nerves, your body's always going to try to adapt. That's why the last thing, I think it takes a breath on your last breath. It takes in because it tries to fight that last one. And then you Mm -hmm. exhale and your energy exits and it goes to this really crazy, awesome place. I think that's why I love like Wim Hof meditations. Those are (laughs) awesome, dude. He's a man. Yeah. Thank you. Just wrote those down. That's that's, hell yeah. I love those. What's it called again? It's the eight, the eight essentials. Oh, eight essentials. So they're not mine. It's where I, where they came from hearing radical remission stories. Uh, Joe Dispenza work, talking to people who have healed some really amazing things. They always list in some version those eight. Or when I talk to 90 plus year olds who seem very content with their lives, I ask them what's the secret to throw them off because they always laugh like there's no secret. Like, what are mm-hmm. you talking about secret? But they always mention one of those eight. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is really it. And then when you get those eight, you can throw in the extra stuff. That's the fun stuff. You yeah. can add in those extra little supplements. So that's where I say Dude, yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much, TJ. Pretty that rad, was, uh, man. Yeah. yeah, I love that, dude. I wrote it down for myself. It's awesome. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna frame it on my wall. That's seriously that's a great reminder. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Of course, um, this was another great talk. I could talk to you for hours. hours I know. Man. I'm yes. starting to realize that it might be dangerous, man. <laughs> it might be it. dangerous. You yeah, <laughs> they don't want this connection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the power just cuts. all right dude all right i'm gonna go ahead and stop recording here so appreciate it thanks everyone for listening